Blog Talk Radio. Oh, mighty God, mighty Jesus, mighty Yeshua, mighty Jehoshua, mighty Lord, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, what an awesome God, what a great God we serve. Thank you, Lord, thank you, God, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God, praise you, Jesus. We thank you, mighty Lord. We thank you, mighty God. Shalom, shalom. My brothers and sisters, welcome to the Lord Tower. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to be here to share his word and his revelation. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to begin in Luke 21. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. And then we're going to go from 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 the end to the beginning, and then to the beginning to the end. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. God is so awesome. God is so great. Such a such a great God we serve. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. Hallelujah. Luke twenty one seventeen and says, And ye shall be hated for by all men for my name's sake, but that sure not a hair of your head perish. Thank you, Lord. And your patience possesses your soul. Verse 20. And when you should see Jerusalem compassed with army, then know that the desolation there is nine. Verse 21. Let them that are in Judea flee to the mountain, and let them that are in the midst, hallelujah, it is depart out. Let not them that are in the country enter you know, if you if you consider what Jesus is saying there in verse 21, you find out that he's given them a wisdom advice that when you see these things happening, hallelujah, do not try, do not try to enter in. Flee from Judea. These are the part of Israel that will be mostly attacked. If Israel will go to war with any nation, these parts, Judea, hallelujah, you will be better off fleeing to the mountain to have him to have the mountain as a as a protection in your life if you if you are in Judea. And let them that are in the midst, in the middle of the city or in the middle of the country, depart out. Go to the outside part and not let them that are in the country enter in. If you're already in the outside, in the outer age where the mountains are, don't try to go back to the middle of the city, Jerusalem. Because the missile will be heading right to the middle. It's what God is saying. You'll be better off in the outside, verse 22. For these are the the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. God is teaching the people that will be in Jerusalem and the, and the great tribulation. He's given them, as people read the Bible, I, I, I'm pretty sure God will begin to enlighten them, especially those that will, those that will be in Jerusalem. When they see the word, uh, the word, the the Psalm 83 word uh, began to happen. The rabbis have been looking for that. The people in Israel have been looking for that. Hallelujah. Uh, some people call it World War III, uh, which is, I don't believe it is. It is just the Psalm 83 where Jesus Christ himself will fight with the Jewish army. And God has shown this to me. Praise you, Lord. But it's, God says that these, for these are the days of vengeance. It is God taking vengeance upon Israel's enemy. That's why God is going to allow them to come in and to begin to launch their missile against Jerusalem 
because God wants them to begin first. Because he's a righteous judge. He's not going to judge the nation unless they go ahead and rise against Jerusalem, Israel. But when the moment they begin to do this, immediately they become under judgment, and God will begin to destroy them. Then all things which are written may be fulfilled. See, the word of God has to come to pass. God said that they will be doing this through his prophet in the last days. So God will be looking for them to do this. And the moment they begin to bombard Jerusalem, Israel, immediately God will intervene and begin to destroy them. And the people will not say, why, why is God destroying these nations that are coming against Israel? Okay. Beforehand, no, God's going to let them come into the land. God's going to let them come into the land. It's like when you read Revelation 20, the devil will come in a camp, the holy city of God. Okay, after he released for a thousand years, he goes to God and Mega to the four corners of the earth, to God of them to come to the battle, okay, against the holy city of God, Jerusalem. And in the moment they are camping, their feet are in the land, and they're ready to launch a missile, a bomb against Jerusalem, fire comes from heaven and consume them. God's going to let the devil, God's going to let his enemy do what they're going to do, get to the land, holy land, to do this, like he's going to put a hook on the Antichrist in these last days, bring him, having come to the Holy Land, and the moment he stepped on the Holy Land, what did God say to Moses? Remove your sandal, the land that you stand as holy. They're not going to remove their shoes, their boots, the military boots. They're going to come in dressed as a soldier with the military boots, that, which they're not going to remove. And then the moment they step in the Holy Land, judgment come upon their head oh god have mercy if they only knew the word if they only could understand the bible thank you lord verse 23 but woe unto them looks uh 21 23 that i with a child unto them that give sock in those days for there should be a great distress in the land and wrap upon this people judgment will be upon their head the moment they step in the holy land huh Judgment will be upon their head. They, can, they will not escape. They cannot even turn back. That's how serious God is. That's how angry Father is. They cannot even turn back to the U.S. or back to Germany, back to England, back to China, back to Japan. That will be the last move this generation is going to make, brothers and sisters, because the word of God will have to be fulfilled. God's going to kill each and one of them. Revelation 19, he calls all the verse of the year to come and eat the flesh of the cat and great and small. All of them are going to be slaughtered by God right there. And he calls all the verse of the year to come and eat their flesh. They're not going to escape. Hallelujah. Luke 21, 24. And they shall, and they shall fall by the edge of the sword. <laughs> Revelation 19, he that comes on the white horse, he comes ready to make war. To come, he comes ready to slaughter them. God's going to slaughter the army. God is going to slaughter humanity that he himself has made. Why? Because of their sins and their disobedience, their blindness to the holy things of God, to God's people. They shall fall by the sword of the edge and shall be led away captive. And Hallelujah. And shall be led away captive into all nations. Every single nation is going to participate. Every single nation army will be destroyed. They're not going to escape. God's not going to let them escape. Huh. Praise you, Lord. Once that fish gets into that net, or once that fish gets into that hook, 
That's it. He cannot escape. Thank you, Lord. In Jerusalem to be thrown by, <clears throat> excuse me, in Jerusalem to be thrown down by the Gentile until the time of the Gentile will be fulfilled. Jerusalem, hallelujah, is going to come under the control of the Gentile nation, under the control of, of the United States, under the control of China, and to the control of Japan, and to the control of Germany, and to the, under the control of Russia. All the UN nations will have control of Jerusalem, brothers and sisters, according to the Bible. Hallelujah. Jerusalem, specifically Jerusalem. And there's a reason why they're coming against Jerusalem, because it's a city, it's a city of Christ. It's a city of God. It's a city of God, the Bible says. It's a city of the Lord. And they want to have that power. They want to have that control. And that is totally disobedient. Hallelujah. That is, hallelujah. They're making a statement against the Creator. And that's why the Creator has said it this way through his prophet. And none of them, and I'm going to bring you through the Old Testament and show you that through the Old Testament, the Old Prophet, God has said this, that they will not escape. Not even one country will escape, brothers and sisters. And shall be trodden down by the Gentile until the time of the Gentile be fulfilled. God is giving all the Gentile nation a time, a time. And it's called a seven in the book of Daniel, a, a three and a half and three and a half year of seven great year of tribulation, brothers and sisters. That is the only time God has given them. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. Because God rested. God finished all his work on the seventh. He's going to finish it. Hallelujah. Just as he said in the beginning, he finished his work in seven, at the seventh day. God rested from his work. That's the beginning of the thousand-year reign with Christ. There's nothing new under the sun, remember. Verse 25. And there should be a sign in the sun and in the moon and in the stars. We should be looking for the sign. Why, why are we looking for the sign and the sun and the moon and the stars? The sun, the moon, and the stars are giving out signs that this is about to happen. How do we know, Brother Elby? Look what scientists are saying. Hallelujah. The solar flare, the solar flare, the change in the moons, the star falling, star falling. Look at all this clear sign that God has given through nature, that God has given through NASA with, a, with those great telescopes that they can see the solar flare, they can see the change in the moon, they can see the star, the star falling. These signs are clear today. With the technology we have today, brothers and sisters, that these things are happening, hallelujah, right before our eyes. So God said there should be sign in the sun and the moon and in the stars. Three specific places, if we can call it, that we can look to for these signs. We can look through NASA study of the moon, of the sun, and of the stars. And we can see the changes. Hallelujah. Space is changing. Hallelujah. And upon the earth, distress amongst the nation. Now, if, you, if it's hard for you to follow the sun, the moon, and the stars, then follow the stress upon the earth. What, hear what the nations are saying against nations. Look how the nation is, is getting prepared for nuclear war against each other. They're about to bomb each other with nuclear weapons, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. And then a nuclear weapon, it don't matter how small Korea, North Korea is, it don't matter how small the nation is. Once a nuclear bomb goes off, that is the end of all story. No one has control 
of a nuclear weapon. None. No one has control of it. And in the moment explode, that's the end of the story. No matter who's in the sea, if it's the U.S., Russia, U.S., or China, they will be gone. They, they will be destroyed. Their vessel or their arm will be destroyed. No one can escape a nuclear weapon. So it's a nonsense of them to try to bomb each other with nuclear weapons, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. But God says, and upon the earth, distress among the nation. The distress upon is on the earth, in which nation coming against nation, as Jesus said in Matthew 24, and with perplexity, the sea and the way roaring. Now, that is great tsunami in the horizon. You hear that every time there's an earthquake, great tsunami are being announced that are coming to the land. Hallelujah. We're great. We're perplexity. We're clearly uh, understood or clearly viewed because you see those maps in the weather station. You can see uh, they measure the way. They measure, hallelujah, the, the, the wave of, of, of the tsunami, uh, the wave of the earthquake, and they'll they, they be able to tell how high it is. Brothers and sisters, the degree of the damage that it can cause, all these things are very clearly. So God is pointing out the technology in the last day. That perplexity is what is being revealed clearly to see. The seed and the way roaring, roaring sounds. And everyone will tell you that before there's a great tsunami, there is a great sound, a great, great roar like a lion. Okay, like a lion. It's, it's coming out and people can hear them. And that is a, a, a specific or a, a, a clear sign that a mighty tsunami is about to hit. God's been speaking to uh, Brother Ephraim and many other prophets that this meteor is about to hit the earth, brothers and sisters. I've been getting Ephraim email and I've been reading it. God is urging the nation, especially the nation of Puerto Rico, the nation of the United States and the rest of the nation, that a mighty, mighty tsunami is about to hit. Yesterday morning, the Lord showed me a tsunami had hit the United States of America. This is a warning that I'm giving out tonight. I saw the great damage that this tsunami that is about to hit the United, the eastern part of the USA. I'm talking from Florida all the way to Maine. There was such a mess in each one of the states. They were all practically destroyed. Millions have lost their lives, according to what I saw. It was mud everywhere, yellow mud everywhere. Upon where they're supposed to be city, the house were wiped out by this great, large tsunami. Hallelujah. I believe that this meteor that Ephraim is talking about, brothers and sisters, it, it has to do, it has to do, hallelujah, this meteor will cause this great tsunami. I don't see any other way possible. But God showed this to me. And, and the question that the Lord was answering me yesterday morning by showing me this large tsunami hitting the eastern part of the United States, brothers and sisters, what's the question? Whether we are going to see judgment comes before we are raptured. And the Lord's answer was yes, yes, yes. And I'm sorry for those that disagree with me, but that's why we take things in prayer to the Lord and we wait to hear from him. Shalom, Sister Sunshine. It is very, very important that if we disagree on something that God has told us, we take it in prayer, brothers and sisters, and in fasting, and we seek the Lord to lead us, to reveal to us, to tell us how are these things 
are going to come about. We don't know. Remember that we are his servants. We don't know the outcome. We don't know. We don't know the timing. Brothers and sisters, we may know the season by the word, but we don't know the timing. And we know this is the season. We've been waiting because God has been warning us that these things are about to take place. But none of us can point out a finger and say, it's going to happen this month. It's going to happen this day. It's going to happen this hour. We're all waiting on God. He has the ultimate power to cause all this thing. So the Lord was confirming to me that, yes, we're going to see this before we are taking home. We are taking home in the rapture, brothers and sisters. I believe this is the judgment he has shown me up in Massachusetts. Hallelujah. That he's going to use to awaken the sleeping bride. There is a sleeping bride that as Jesus will come today, she will not be ready to go home because she's sleeping. Everything is great. Everything is wonderful, brothers and sisters. And people are not underneath crying out to God because they have the abundance they want, they need. Hallelujah. But God is going to take away the comfort, what their comfort is on their food and all that stuff. And God's going to make it very uncomfortable for them. Okay, and have them turn back to him. It's what God wants to do. He wants to have them turn back to him, humble themselves before his, 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 hallelujah, their face, and seek him. Seek the Lord with all their heart, not their own understanding. Problem if you have a lot of people living on their own understanding, that will bring confusion because it's not what God is saying. It's what they understand to know, okay? And that's what we mostly hear a lot of times, human understanding. And so everyone is leaning on their own understanding, but the Bible said we should not, should not. We should seek the Lord to lead us, brothers and sisters. Praise your Lord. God have mercy. Thank you, Lord. So all these things, hallelujah, are about to begin. Verse 26, men's heart will fail them. Here's the problem. Hallelujah. Our understanding can fail us. Our understanding can fail us. Our body can fail us. Now, also, our heart can fail us. Imagine people trusting on what they don't understand with their heart, now, not remembering that their heart can fail them, their understanding can fail them, their feet can fail them, they can fall down. Brothers and sisters, their car can fail them, their home can fail them, their AC, their heater can fail them. Everything down here fails us, brothers and sisters, including our own heart, our own heart. That's even more than all things God said through the prophet Ezekiel. So we have to be very careful. Verse 20 says, men's heart will fail them for fear, and, hallelujah, for fear, fear will get hold of them. No wonder the devil uses so much fear to make people's heart fail them. That sounds to me like heart attack. There's a lot of people having heart attack. It's one of the, one of the uh, deadly causes around the world, heart attack. Hallelujah. Men's heart will fail them for fear and for looking upon those things which are coming upon the earth. So you see that men will be standing looking up these things, many of them because they're not right with God. Their heart will fail them. Hallelujah. For the power of heaven to be shaken. This is when Satan and his demons are cast out of the heavenly places. Hallelujah. And that's the beginning of the great tribulation. That's when the great tribulation, God has shown me, will begin when all these demons are thrown down back to the earth again. God's not going to leave them in the heavenly places. They're going to be cast out. 
very soon, brothers and sisters. And that's also in the word. And so when they cast out, hallelujah, and men began to see all these things happening that they never seen before, and like it'll never be again. That's a great tribulation. Hallelujah. Their heart will begin to fail them for the fear and looking upon those things which are coming upon the earth, for the power of the heavens shall be taken, shaken, shaken, shaken. God is going to shake all things, brothers and sisters. God is going to shake all things. Verse 27. And then shall they that see the Son of Man coming in the cloud with power and great glory. You see that that's the end of the, of the seven-year tribulation? Because God rested on the seventh day. It's at the seventh day when he finished all his work. This one, God says, enough. It is done. It is fulfilled. That's the final word of God out of Jesus. It's done. It is fulfilled. That's it. Verse 28. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nine. Well, we, we already see in. This is why our redemption has drawn nine. It's so close now. Because we already began to see, brothers and sisters, most of these things right in front of our eyes, brothers and sisters. This is why we know it's so close. Because a lot of people say, but how do you know things are so close? Well, uh, Jesus has given us, hallelujah, the word to study or the, or the understanding to know how close these things are. Because, hallelujah, praise your Lord, hallelujah, hallelujah, why our redemption is so nine and so close. Because most of these things, rumors of war, are all, are all happening every day in front of us. Nation coming against nation. Those signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars. All these things are happening today. Are having happening in these past months and past year. So this is why we know we're so nice, we're so close. For Jesus to take us on, the bride of Christ. Brothers and sisters, the tribulation people, the tribulation saints, they have a seven year to look for, forward. They have a timing that they can say, well, God says in the book of Daniel, it's seven years, once they end the seven year tribulation. But with the bride of Christ has to follow the sign of the sun, the sign of the moon, the sign of the star, the distress on the earth, nation coming against nation. We have our sign. We're looking for our sign that we'll see happening every day, that that tells us clearly that Jesus is about to return. Clear understanding, church, Church everywhere in Asia, church in the Philippines, hallelujah, church around the world have the clear understanding that Jesus is about to come because they can read Matthew 24, Luke 20, 21, and read, and read the, the, hallelujah, what the Lord said that we will see before his coming, and all the signs are there. You've got to follow the signs. And the Bible says, look up, look up, lift up your, your head. Look up and lift up your head. I don't know how much time you spend looking up or lifting up your head to the cloud. You, you, may, you may want to put a, a chair on your porch or on your, outside your house and sit back and begin to look up to the cloud. You may want to buy yourself a telescope and begin to tilt your head up and just look to the cloud. You may need to do that. You may need to take notes of the things you see. I just saw today, hallelujah, and it was a sign in the cloud, a clear sign in the cloud. Hallelujah. It looks like a falling star again, like the one that had just had in Russia the other day. It just happened today, and someone caught it on camera and put it on YouTube. It is so clear, so clear. And he said, well, how can people not see this? Things are happening, brothers and sisters. And people all over the world are capturing it on camera and putting it on YouTube. 
for people to see. The signs are clear. The signs are very clear, brothers and sisters. So lift up, uh, look up and lift up your head, the Bible says, for your redemption draw nigh. Verse 29, and he spoke to them in a parable. Hallelujah. A parable is another form of understanding that God will speak to us. Uh, it said it's an imaging way of speaking. Hallelujah. Oh, in a, in a in an imaging is what I have in mind. Behold the fig tree and all the tree. And in other words, using something simple, something that is related to us since we're born, since we're little, a parable is an excellent way teacher to teach a message to someone. Behold the fig tree, that the, the disciples were related to the fig tree in Jerusalem, and all the tree, hallelujah, in all the tree, not just the fig tree, because a lot of people say, but fig tree are mostly in Jerusalem. Well, we, we, yeah, we may not have one in the U.S. or around the world, but you know what? We have the rest of the trees that Jesus said, in all the trees, all the trees. So if you don't have the fig tree where you live, you, have a, you may have other trees that you can look at and see the reaction on nature, how things are changing quickly. Brothers and sisters, he spoke to them in a parable, behold the fig tree and all the tree. That's Luke 21, 29, in case you're wondering. Thank you, Lord. Verse 30. But when now had a tutor forth, may tutor forth, ye to see and know of your own self that summer now, hallelujah, now night at hand. So the trees will give you a sign, and this is how we know that summers are close because you got the flowers in April, brothers and sisters, and the flower that before, hallelujah, the fruit. Before you get the fruit, you get the flower. And uh, when you get the, the flower, you get the fruit. And the fruit began to grow. We are fruit in God, brothers and sisters. The, the flower is a sign of man's glory. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, okay? So you'll see man's glory, hallelujah, they're either going to be fruitful or they're going to fall. You got two ways. The flower can be fruitful and the, the flower can, 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 hallelujah, can fall down. Brothers and sisters, not every, not every flower will be a fruit. The planet God is for everyone to be a fruit. But some will, will be a fruit and some will fall down. Someone will go bad. Someone will damage. Brothers and sisters, praise your Lord. And for the harvest, for the harvest to be ready, this process has to go through. We have to go through testing and trial. We as a flower in God, our glory has to be Jesus. Because if our glory is money, that's why the glory of man is like a flower. That is one day and one day is gone. It's gone. It's gone, this proverb. So our glory has to be Jesus. Because our glory will never fade out. If our glory is Jesus as a flower, we will never fade out. You will never die. But if our glory is money, if our glory is power, if our glory is something else but than God, hallelujah, we won't be fruitful. Our fruit will never come out. God meant for us to be fruitful. God meant for us to be fruitful. So this is one of the signs that we follow. Are we being fruitful or we are being damaged to die away? Praise your Lord. God don't want either, either, either one for us to be. God wants us to be fruitful. And multiplying. That was the message in the garden. Be fruitful and multiply. Not just be fruitful, but multiply. 
praise the Lord. Praise you, God. Lead others to Christ. That's the multiplication of God. Verse 31. So likewise, ye, when you see these things come to pass, know ye that the kingdom of God is nine a hand. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. In Second Thessalonians, uh, Thessalonians 2, you read that, be careful with those that say that the kingdom of God is a hand in regard to the Antichrist. And people tend to have a, 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 not a right understanding of the warning that they get in there because it says, I'm going to go there quickly and just show you what I mean, to, what I say when I mean, when I say that Second uh, Thessalonians, verse 2. This one to read this for it because a lot of people ha- don't have a clear understanding what the warning of the Apostle Paul. Hallelujah. It's in Second Thessalonians 2. It says, that ye be not uh, soon shaken in mind or in trouble, neither by spirit, neither by words, nor by letter as it was from us, that the day of Christ is our hand. Praise the Lord. And, and, and the understanding that a lot of people will have is all these preachers that are always talking that the day of Christ is our hand, you got to be careful with those people. And, and then they take the word and they tell the people, don't, don't listen to those that are always saying that the coming of the Lord is our hand. You can look at the warning here to be careful with those people. And that's not the understanding that God meant for people to have. The understanding that God, that God wanted people to have is that we need to have peace in the Lord, that we don't seek the peace of the world. We seek the peace of Jesus that comes only from the Lord and not from men. But these people use this verse to tell the churches, the mega churches, and, and the people around and tell them, oh, Lord, be careful with those preachers that said that the coming of the Lord is at hand. Because they're, they're going to confuse your spirit. They're going to trouble you. They're, they're going to have you. They're going to have you wandering nowhere. Okay, and that's that's not the message. The message is for us to have peace in the Lord, knowing that the coming of the Lord is at hand. Then we hold on to the Lord. We seek the Lord. We repent daily. We come to the Lord for help, knowing that without Jesus, there's nothing we can do, brothers and sisters. That's what it is. When you see these things coming, we hang on to the Lord even more. Praise you, Lord. And then verse 3 tells you even more clear. Let no man deceive you by any means, for the day shall not come unless there come a departure. Another the King James says falling away, but it's actually departure. It is a word for rapture. It's a similar word for rapture. But departure, if you take a plane from one country to another or from a state for another, when you go to that room to wait for, for, for your plane to leave, it's called departure. The word departure come from that original English word, old word, to leave, or about to leave. So the departure is leaving. So that's the room that you need to go to wait for your plane. It's come from that old English word, departure, brothers and sisters. If you go to one of the waiting rooms and it says falling away, you're not going to get on that plane because you, you know it means falling away, it's falling down. The plane is going to fall. You go to the departure, about to leave, to leave. Praise your Lord. So please don't let no one confuse you. Confusion with their human understanding. Hallelujah. Trusting on their own understanding because that is what's leading a lot of people away from Christ. A lot of people away from the true gospel of Jesus Christ. We need to be careful, brothers and sisters. If you're not sure about something, then take it in prayer. Commit your life to fasting and prayer before the Lord and get into the word and the Lord will lead you. The Holy Spirit will lead you to all truth. He will let you know what is of God and what is not of God. Because everything that is of God is clear. There's no confusion in God. 
confusion doesn't come from God, brothers and sisters. So please don't be confused. If you don't understand a word, ask God, ask God for wisdom, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Ask God for wisdom. Again, verse 3 there in Second Thessalonians 2, And the man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. That is a clear revelation of Revelation 13, the beast. Hallelujah. The beast that the dragon gives all his power to. And all this event, it will be an event that will happen during the seven years tribulation. This is not going to happen before. God can reveal us through dream and revelation the beast who the man is right now, brothers and sisters. But praise you, Lord, the revelation of the beast that will be revealed will happen in the great tribulation, not before, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. So be careful, please. If you don't understand something, if you don't understand something, don't preach it. The problem with people is, that they read something in the Word they don't understand, and they go ahead and preach it. No, 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 no. If you don't understand something, don't preach it. Don't preach it to nobody. Don't you be a tool of confusion for no one's life. Remember that God's going to call us in, into account one day, okay? And you don't want to be called into an account for preaching you something you did not understand and confusing the, light of, the life of someone else. No. If we don't understand something, we have the Lord to lead us. We have the Holy Spirit to lead us to all true, brothers and sisters. Praise your Lord. If you don't understand it, please be careful, because when God calls you into an account, shalom, Sister Renee, it's, 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 hallelujah, you will be before God, you yourself, standing before Father, and you're going to have to give him an account for, for what you have done if you confuse someone. We're not here for that. I told people right from the beginning, I'm not here to confuse you. I'm here to, com to, to share with you what Jesus has revealed to me over the years that Jesus came to me one time and told me to lead his people to share his word because he will use them to bring them in the rapture, to bring people in the rapture. And that's my hope that more people are brought up in the rapture. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, going back to Luke 22, 32, barely I said unto you, the Lord Jesus speaking, this generation shall not pass away till all be fulfilled. Now, a lot of people since the 50s have, has been calling themselves the, the, the generation that will be going home in the rapture. Praise your Lord. I will say yes, hallelujah, but it don't mean that people will remain alive. And I tell you why, because the dead in Christ will be risen first. So they will be, they can be either dead in Christ or they can be those that remain alive that will be caught up in the air to meet the Lord in the cloud. Hallelujah, First Thessalonians 4.16 and on. So you can, either, you can either be both. Now, in this great tsunami that the Lord showed me yesterday morning that's going to hit the eastern part of the United States from Florida all the way to Maine, brothers and sisters, where it seems to me like millions are going to lose their life very clearly, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. God have mercy. God, may God have mercy. Hallelujah. That's why I have to come on today and share God's word because what is about to transpire, what is about to come, we have to announce it. We have to raise our shofar. We have to raise our voice as a warning to the nation for people to know and understand that God's judgment is about to fall on the land. It's about to come. Hallelujah. That some, I heard that many lives may repent, that many will turn back to the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord, and will repent. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Brother Gino 
in my revelation yesterday morning, Brother Gino, hallelujah, came from, uh, hallelujah, Greenboro, North Carolina, up to Asheville, or up to the southern part of Asheville, North Carolina, right here where we are. We are in the west part of Asheville, North Carolina. And Brother Gino came out from Greenboro, North Carolina, and he practically came out with his wife, his, his daughter and son walking, walking up here. And he said, Brother Elvie, we need your help. We need you and your family to come down and help some of the family that we know that are, that after, it was after the tsunami. I saw all the damage that the tsunami had caused. It came up here to the mountain, got to a certain level of the mountain. It did not, it did not hit Asheville, brothers and sisters. It did not hit Asheville. Hallelujah. But all the houses after down to Greenboro, hallelujah, Charlotte, North Carolina were gone. They were gone. Very few were standing in Greenboro. But hallelujah, Charlotte, North Carolina, part that are closer to the sea, hallelujah, was a thousand waste tsunami were, were gone. They were gone. And he was telling me, Brother Elvi, we barely made it. Our home barely stood. But everything else, we, we barely, hallelujah, we barely made it out of our house. We lost everything we had. And we came up here, Brother Elvie, because we need your help. There are other families stranded out in all the mud. And, and I said, Brother, I don't know how far we can make it in my truck down there. Let me tell you that I have a, a Nisa Titan truck that Jesus has given me. And I wanted to trade a truck back, maybe get something better. It's a 2008 truck. Jesus told me, Jesus came to me one time last year, no, a little bit over two years ago, and says to me, brothers and sisters, not to sell this truck. This truck belonged to a Christian man of, of the Lord. And the Lord made it possible for me to get this truck. He made it possible. I had no idea, but it was all the Lord. And Jesus spoke to me. Jesus was standing to me in the vision of the Lord. And Jesus specifically, brothers and sisters, came to, to talk to me about this truck over two years, two, two, two years, three months ago, and told me not to sell this truck, not to sell it. Hallelujah. Because he said, I would need it to help others, he said. I would need it to help others. And then he began to show me the, the destruction that will come upon this land at the eastern part that comes from Florida all the way to Maine, how this part will be affected so highly that I will have to move in that truck and get some, some of his people, help some of his people, brothers and sisters. So I said, okay, Lord, hallelujah, I won't do it. I won't do it. People in Maryland and Washington, D.C. are in great danger. I hope God is speaking to them to get out. People in New Jersey, people in the lower Manhattan are in great danger. I, I got to tell you this. I got to tell you this. You are in great danger. People in Florida are in great danger. I don't know how far up Florida state will this thousand-way tsunami will come, but I believe most of all Florida is going to come under this great tsunami. Unless you are ready to die and go home with Jesus, I'm going to tell you this. Unless the Lord has told you to stay right where you are and you're ready to die and go home with the Lord, you stay where you are. If the Lord has told you to stay, but if not, if the Lord has told you to move and leave, you've got to leave. You've got to move. you got to move. I am very serious. The Lord is very serious 
What he told me yesterday morning was an answer to prayer. He's asking the Lord to please give me a confirmation of what he had told me that we, the bride, were going to see this before we go home. And the confirmation was very clear. I had a clear understanding. This is why I have to be careful what other people are saying. And the Lord is not disagreeing with what he has said through Winds of Prophecy, Healer 7, and many others. None of our words contradict each other. They are the same word of the judgment that is about to begin. For there are a few that disagree with us, and I will urge you to be careful. Pray and fast before you tell people that the bride of Christ is not going to see no signs before it gets taken home. Because I tell you this, you are misleading God's children, and you're going to have to answer to the Lord. The Lord Jesus loves his people. And while to them that will make one of his little ones fall, don't tell people something you're not sure about it. Pray about it. Pray and seek the Lord. I tell you this, don't play with nobody's salvation. This is a warning. Don't play with other people's salvation. You need to make sure from the Lord that you are hearing from the Lord before you warn anyone. If you're not sure, don't warn them until you hear the Lord gives you, gives, to give you a confirmation. Very important. Thank you, Lord. I fear for those that are misleading God's people. But praise God that God has his people, hallelujah, his prophet leading his people, and they are speaking his word. Thank you, Lord. So in this mighty tsunami that I saw yesterday, that all those people had lost their life and those homes were not able to stand. I mean, think about it. What logic. How can anyone swim, swim in over 100 feet of water? And the water moving at a speed that you have no control of it. Even in a bowl will be impossible. So you you got to think, brothers and sisters, hallelujah, you got to really think with logic. Just 100 feet of water moving in a fast pace, in a fast speed, where you have no control, your life is a 99, chances of you living are 99.999%. .99 Only by a miracle of God will you live. Imagine the rest of these people that are overweight and don't know how to swim. And I'm sorry that I had to say it this way, but I have to bring some logic into people just so they can have a, a, an understanding of what God is saying to us, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. And, and so we, we got in our truck, and we could only drive so far. The rest was marked that will go uh, beyond your, 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 under your waist. The mud was high in some part. The road was damaged. We, we could not move. So we had to walk for a few miles, and then we were so tired, brothers and sisters, that we stopped to, to stay there for the rest of the night. Hallelujah. And, and it was terrible, I tell you. It was terrible to walk in the mud. We were so tired. And, and I was like, I don't know how much we can help these people. I've been talking about this with Brother Ben, how much we can help these people. God uh, may want us to help them, and because the Lord had told this to me before, uh, and, and, and He would want us to help us. But Brother Ben is telling me, Brother Elvi, we we have to let the water settle. We have to let the water settle down, and then we can go ahead and decide to go help these people, because we're not we don't have a helicopter. We're really not in condition to go out and help people uh, the way we should, like FEMA and all the other other people. So if the government is going to be struggling themselves, and they're not going to be able to help our people, how can we 
in the condition we're on. Hallelujah. With a limited supply we have, we're going to help these people. And so I got to be clear with you, brothers and sisters. If you are in the way of this tsunami, you 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 got to make your peace with God. You you got to be walking very tight with the Lord right now, very close with the Lord. Because if you die, you'll go home with the Lord. Now, the Lord gave out a word. I don't know if it was Healer 7 or Winds of Prophecy, that he will be taking some of his children home early. Some of his children home early. That means that there will be many dying, many dying in this tsunami that are Christian, that will be going home with the Lord. Remember the word of the Lord. I, I don't want you to be afraid. What I want you to be is entrusting the Lord. That's what I want you to do. I want you to trust Jesus, okay, that, yes, the Lord is giving out this warning, but you got to put your trust in the Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Remember the word of the Lord to the, to the prophet, to the apostle Paul in 1, 1 Thessalonians 4, 14. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again. Even so, will God bring with him those also who sleep in Jesus. So, whether we live or die, we are of the Lord, the Bible says. Whether you, you sleep in the Lord, whether the Lord takes you home early in this mighty tsunami that is coming, okay, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of God taking you home early. Just have the peace of the Lord. Tell the Lord to give you his peace, for you to have peace to go home early if you are in the way of this tsunami. Hallelujah. Not one hair of us is the title of this message will perish. Okay, but that shall not a hair of your head perish. Not one hair will perish. I want to tell you ahead of time before I continue to share about the tsunami that this is not about fear. This is not about me bringing fear into your life. This is about me sharing what the Lord God Almighty is revealing to me, to share with his people. Praise the Lord that they need to be warned. They need to be warned that these things are about to happen and that we need to be ready. We need to be ready with the Lord, that whether we live or die, we will be with the Lord. This is what's important, that if you die in the tsunami, you will be with the Lord. You will go to heaven. You will sleep in Jesus. You don't need to be afraid. You don't need to be afraid. You just need to be close with the Lord. It's what I meant to say to you. Don't let fear get the whole best part of you. Verse 15. For then we say unto you by the word of the Lord that we who are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not proceed to those that are asleep. There are people that will not sleep, okay, that will remain alive. The Lord will keep them alive because he has a purpose with us. He's keeping me alive. He brought me up here to the mountain to be safe and protected, brothers and sisters, to be safe and protected up here in the mountain, brothers and sisters, from this tsunami that the Lord knew for a long time that it was coming, brothers and sisters. So what I want to say to you is you may not remain alive until Jesus comes. You may probably go home before. Yes, but don't be afraid. Do not be afraid. This is very important. Verse 16. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. You who die first, you who go home with the Lord first, I want to tell you this. I don't want to stop to answer questions right now. I'm so sorry, but I'm focusing on what the Lord revealed to me yesterday morning. This is very important that I share this message. I cannot stop now and answer questions. Please, 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 please. This is very important that I keep sharing. I don't want to forget anything about what the Lord showed me 
yesterday morning. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God, because this is a message from God to his people. Praise the Lord. I don't want to miss this. And for the Lord himself to descend from heaven with a shout and with a voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. If you die first, if you die in the tsunami, you will be first. Okay? You will be first. We will have to wait for you to be rise first in, in the day of the rapture. Although everything will happen within, within less than a second for sure, but you will be right first. You will have the advantage if you want to see it that way. Okay, so for you to not to have fear, for you to have joy in the Lord. I thank you, Lord. Verse 17, then we, those that are still that are alive, and remain shall be caught up together with them in the cloud to meet the Lord in the air, in the air and so she will, excuse me, and so she will ever be with the Lord. Very important. Very, very important. Thank you, Lord. This this is a message that comes for a conquering message altogether. Because there will be many Christians dying in this tsunami. Many will be dying in this tsunami tsunami. And I know because God has spoken about uh hallelujah, taking some of his children home early. Some of his children home early. I mean some will be going home in the tsunami, brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. I don't know how many of you are, but you need to pray. You need to stay close with the Lord. If you are taken home early, hallelujah. If you are in the way, if you are in the way of those wave tsunami, you can only survive by a miracle. That means you're going home back. You're going home early. Praise you, Lord. You will be resurrected early than, than us, too. You, you will get a great privilege in the Lord. Those that are die, those that die murder in the Lord. You don't need to be afraid. Of, oh, someone was writing an email and saying, oh, Brother Elvie, in India, they're killing the Christian. Let me tell you, those that have died in Christ has a greater privilege than you and I, have more joy than you and I. They got more joy than you and I. They, they, they know exactly what they were doing. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. They know exactly what they were doing. When they when they went out to pre, to preach the gospel in India and they got murdered for the Lord, and they were they are right now in the presence of the Lord with more joy than what you can ever think. They 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 have no worry, they have no concern. The only those that stay behind are full of worry and concern. And give them to Jesus. Repent, repent. Don't worry for those that are dead. Don't worry for those that pass to the other side with the Lord, who are in His presence, because they are secure with God. No one, they cannot touch them again. They cannot touch them again. And they will be resurrected first. So worry about your family. The Lord told this to me uh, last year. He says, my son, pray more for your family, you and your family that will escape. Because sometimes we worry about things that are not in our control. God is in control of all. God, Father, told me this last week. He says, I'm in control of everything, he says. And so that's what we need to understand. He's in control. We're not in control of no one's life. We're not in control of those that die for Jesus. No. We can pray for their family, for God to give them strength, for God to comfort them. Brothers and sisters, praise the Lord, but don't worry for those that are dying for Christ because they know exactly what they're doing. Praise the Lord. Just pray for the family. Then we who are alive and remain should be caught up together with them in the cloud to meet the Lord in the air. There will be a great meeting in the air. When they will meet the Lord in the air, we will meet the Lord in the air, but those that died in Christ will be resurrected first. So there's going to be such a great meeting we're going to have with the Lord. 
such a great time what can I have with the Lord we're going to really enjoy the presence of God in our life thank you Jesus thank you Lord so don't be worried don't be concerned back to look um 21:32. Barely I say unto you, this generation shall not pass away till all is fulfilled. Verse 33. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. God has told us from the beginning that heaven and earth will pass away. This heaven and earth, why is it going to pass away? Because this heaven and earth, and remember, I'm almost done with Revelation 22. I'm going back to Genesis. I'm going to explain to you these things that a lot of people uh, uh, miss to understand. The heaven and earth is going to pass away, okay, because God said it's going to pass away. They're going to be destroyed. And what's going to be left is word in the millennium. We're going to be reading his Bible in the millennium. Those that are with Christ will be in heaven, and we will come down to the new earth, new millennium with Christ, a thousand years. So the, the Bible will remain. The only thing that will not remain on this earth for those seven years are going to be men and beasts. And all creation is going to be destroyed. The element will melt, says the, the Apostle Peter. So what, what will stand? Nothing. Nothing is going to be standing. Because all is going to perish. It's all going to be destroyed, brothers and sisters. That's what we need to understand. Heaven and earth shall pass away. Hallelujah. God said it's going to pass away. God says it's not going to remain because he's going to make them new again. Praise you, Lord. So we'll look forward, says the Bible, to the new heaven and the new earth, in case you're wondering. That's what we're looking forward. I don't know what you're looking forward. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know what you're looking forward, but the Bible said, praise you, Jesus. I'm going to read it to you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God is heaven. Hallelujah. God is so awesome. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. He says, Hallelujah. Isaiah 65, 17, for behold, I create a new heaven and new earth. The former things shall not remember, neither come to mind. God wants all this old life, the seven-year tribulation, to be forgotten. This life, this present life, the seven-year tribulation are going to be forgotten. It's not even going to come to mind. I've seen people, uh, as I've been taken to the millennium, that they don't have this stuff in their mind. I have it, but not they. And very clear, God's word is, is 100%. Hallelujah, accurate. Isaiah 66, 22, for us, the new heaven and the new earth, which I will make, shall remain before me, says the Lord. So shall your seed in your name remain. Hallelujah. I don't know what your name is, but God, if you're serving God, your name will remain, and so shall your seed or your, your descendants, your sons and daughters. That's very important. Very, very important that they remain. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, has so much. Hallelujah. And then Jesus said in, uh, in 2 Peter 3.13, this is the one I, I was talking about earlier. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heaven and new earth where by the dwell the righteousness, the righteous, or the righteousness. Hallelujah. The God's people are going to dwell. But we look forward to this. We look forward. Hallelujah. Look for a new heaven. We're looking for this. This is what we need to be looking for. I remember when Jesus says to me, hallelujah, a few months ago, he said, tell, uh, tell them about the millennium. Tell them about the millennium, Jesus says to me. Very clear, praise the Lord. And that's why I keep talking about the millennium, because Jesus told me to tell you about the millennium. Hallelujah, the thousand-year the thousand reign with Christ. That's what we're looking for. Praise the Lord. Now, going back to yesterday's revelation, 
from the Lord. I thought we were walking in a mud, mud, hallelujah, and we, 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 we were, I was sitting down because I was so tired. We're walking in that revelation, and we were helping these people, getting them out of the mud. And um, when you don't have enough water to clean them, it, it, was, it was a mess. You can imagine the mess. But we were helping children and family that were still alive, that were coming out of the mud, that were able to survive the, the, that great tsunami. Brothers and sisters, probably how their home was destroyed. They had no extra clothing. We were cleaning the the mud out of people, clothing, but then we don't have we didn't have no much other clothing to put on them, so they can change. But you're not gonna have you're not gonna have people, teenager walk around naked either, or men or woman. You're gonna have to just clean them as much as you can, and out of the face of their eyes so they can breathe, and and then just walk with them where you can find water and have them clean up. But when when you have such an emergency like this, where all your water supplies is is, is not in service. Your electricity is gone. You you know you immediately began if I mean you you began to think if you had this if you had that. So brothers and sisters, we just need to prepare. Is what I'm saying to you. We need to prepare, hallelujah, to help other people, and that's basically what the Lord's been talking to me about more lately. To help other people, be in position. Uh, we need to be in position that we can help other people. I don't know how much other people I can help. Um, I don't know if the full supply we have will be enough to help other people. But if you find yourself in this situation, don't be mad at me. Don't get mad at me, angry at us, that we're not able to get to you. Remember that we have limited resources, but we can always pray for you. Resources and material stuff and money, but we can pray for you that the Lord will help. You need to trust in the Lord. Don't get angry at your brothers and sisters because we're not able to get to where you are and we're not able to supply with what you need. I am warning people that you need to have your own supply, and you need to get away from the weight of this, this tsunami. The Lord has eagerly, has repeatedly told Brother Ephraim that this stone to hit the earth is close, as close, as closer than ever, than ever. And he even said that NASA is hiding this from God's people or from the people. They are hiding this stuff. NASA can see that this meteor going around the Earth, around in space, about to hit the Earth, and they are afraid, but they don't care how many will die, is what he's saying. So please pray. Please seek the Lord. Someone saw the Lord sitting on this meteor, and the Lord said to this person, I'm in control of this. I say when this is going to happen, but it's going to happen. See, this is a matter of this. This is a matter of the word that is going to happen. When it's going to happen, we are closer than ever for this to happen. Now, are we ready? This is the question. Are you ready with the Lord? Are you repenting? Are you seeking the Lord daily? Is your life ready? Are you ready to die if you are in the way of this? Are you ready to go home? Those are the questions that God wants us to ask ourselves. He gave me in that revelation for me to see that basically from Florida to Maine, everything was on the mud, brothers and sisters. And almost all the home people was telling me, as we were in contact those, some of the survivors, very few of them, they were telling me, oh, everything is destroyed. All the homes are destroyed. Really nothing is standing, people were telling me, as they were coming down from these, uh, hallelujah, mostly destroyed places, brothers and sisters, closer here to Asheville, as we were coming down from the mountain, we were encountering these people that were coming up 
telling us how bad it was, how rarely anyone, how out of all this million, barely anyone escaped. And we were going down to see uh, who else was alive that we can help, that we could help. But I was warning them that we could not get down on the truck because mud, truck, the truck cannot drive in mud anyway. Everybody knows that. And if some of the highways are huge crack in it, like we were seeing, my truck was not going to be able to get through that. So we can only drive so far and then try to get the people in there. Hallelujah. That we were brought up to the, up to the mountain and drive them into Asheville, drive them up here as far as we could and, and then give them some food and, and give them some clothing. And we're going to have to share our clothing, brothers and sisters. We're going to have to share our clothing is what I saw. So clothing, food, water, whatever we have for emergency, we're going to have to share. And that's what the Lord's been telling me lately, that this is what people don't understand. Hallelujah. Whatever whatever you have, you're going to have to share with others. Are you ready for that? It's the question. Are you ready? Hallelujah. Are you ready? Now, why are so many people, I want you to think about this. Why is God showing people, so many people lately across the nation and the world, that this tsunami, this large tsunami that is going to hit the eastern part of New Jersey, is about to come or is about to hit or is about to happen? Why is he showing them this? Hallelujah. Because God doesn't do anything before then before revealing it to his, his servant, the prophet, the Bible says. He is revealing it to us, for us to warn people, and then he'll make it happen. And when it does happen, the country is in trouble. I have to tell you, the country, it's going to be in a major, major trouble, brothers and sisters, major. Hallelujah. Because it's going to take years for this nation to recover. Remember that this nation will not have Florida We'll not have Georgia, part of Georgia. We'll not have Maryland, Washington, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Hallelujah. So many other states, Virginia, West Virginia. All these, all these parts, New York, Connecticut, Massachusetts, part of New Hampshire, it's all going to be damaged with so much damage. It's going to take them years to recover, years, years to recover. And by the time they're recovering, they're already in the great tribulation. So, you know, I just letting them know that this is the end. There's no escaping this. this. This is the word that he spoke into the prophet. Now, let me go back in, into when I said the prophet. So you see, brothers and sisters, we go back to Genesis 13. And God said unto Noah, the end of all flesh shall come before me. The earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. God began to speak about destruction because of violence, because of sin, or being filled with violence, of flesh, how they have corrected themselves. In the moment you see people correcting themselves, abortion, homosexual, lesbian sin, and all this garbage that Sodom and Gomorrah were full of it, and God destroyed them. I mean, this is all from the beginning, brothers and sisters. These sins were in the beginning of the city that God destroyed. So why would God spare this nation when they're full of this sin? Think about it. Why would God, if God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, they had all these homosexuals and all these abortions and all this stuff, why do you think that God's going to spare this nation now? He's not going to spare this nation because they're doing the same thing that Sodom and Gomorrah did. Genesis 6, 17, Behold, I even I will bring the flood upon the water on earth to destroy all flesh where there is bread or life, from the under the heaven, everything that is on the earth shall die. 
Dad, hallelujah, dad is the solution for the sin, for the sin of homosexual, lesbian, and, and, and killing those innocent babies. That is the only solution. Why? Because there's a demonic forces behind all this evil. And men have opened the door to them. And the only one that can end them, that can put an end to the evil, hallelujah, in people's life, is God. Father is the only one that can do this. So he's going to end this, these lives that are, have corrupted themselves. Hallelujah. They have, to come, they have become a vessel for these demons. Destroy them, and then the demon will have to go to hell. They will have no place anymore, brothers and sisters. That's what God is telling us. Look what they did. Look what I have to do. And look what people are doing now. And look what I'm not going to have to do. Genesis 9-11. I will establish my covenant with you. Talking to Noah. Neither, neither shall all flesh be cut off anymore by the water of the flood. Neither shall there be any more flood to destroy the earth. Now look what God is saying. God in the beginning destroyed them all with the flood. But God said he's not going to do it anymore. He's not going to destroy all the earth. But he's going to destroy part of the earth. So I have to have a better understanding. He's not going to destroy all the earth, but he's going to destroy part of it with the flood. Because we have seen earthquakes that kill a lot of people. We have seen tsunami, hallelujah, destroy over uh, uh, Indonesia. Was it Indonesia? No. I believe it was Indonesia. Over, uh, over 100,000 people a few years ago. We've seen a tsunami. And the one in Japan killed a, a few thousands also. So... We've seen that God is still in the judgment in the water to destroy thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people. So it's still happening. Now the whole earth, country, that are, that are full of these sin, God is putting an end to them. That's what God is doing. That's what God is going to do again. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Genesis 9:15. I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you, and every living creature of all flesh, and water should no more become a flock, to destroy all flesh. You see, he's not going to destroy all flesh. But he will destroy part of them. He's not going to destroy them all. It's not going to happen like in the times of Noah anymore. Not going to happen that way. But we can see, hallelujah, hundreds of thousands of people die in one night or one morning by a tsunami or an earthquake. We have seen that in over the years. So God's judgment is coming down, but not us in the times of Noah 100%. Brothers and sisters, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. But the warning of God that he's going to bring, hallelujah, destruction is there. Genesis 18, 28. Abraham said, there shall be a lack of five or, or 20 righteous. Will thou destroy all the city for the lack of the five? He said, if I find there are 40 and five, I will not destroy it. Now look what God is saying again. If I find 40 and five there, I will not destroy it. Not all the city. The question of Abraham is, Hallelujah. Would thou destroy all the city for the lack of the five? No, he's not going to destroy all the city. But because in Sodom and Gomorrah, there was only Lot, his wife and his daughter, his wife also died. So his and his two daughters, three, there were not even five. God destroyed the whole city. Brothers and sisters, the times of Lot. God destroyed the whole city. There was not five righteous. There was nothing righteous. There was only three that God spared. And the only righteous that counts of righteous there was Lot. Was Lot. The daughter was saved because they were the seed of Lot. And God said he will save the seed of them too, of the righteous. That, that was under a promise. But the only righteous was Lot. There was only one righteous man there, brothers and sisters. And this is the problem. At these states get polluted with sin. 
homosexual sin and lesbian and all and much more they all come under the judgment and because god doesn't find five or ten righteous in the city he began to destroy them that's why florida and all these cities are under great judgment right now and god has said well i'm going to take my saint out of it is what god has said this last week to the prophet i'm going to take some of my saints out of there in other words they will die in the tsunami i'll take them home but the rest will be destroyed the rest will be destroyed in florida georgia maryland washington new jersey new york new jersey connecticut massachusetts they're not going to escape they're not going to escape pennsylvania virginia west virginia all these states are in a great danger praise the lord praise you god instead of people being preaching the gospel where all this great danger is you got more people backsliding and that that makes the judge the judge the judgment even harder and this is where everything is under judgment under the judgment of god right now praise the lord thank you lord exodus 23 27 i will send my fear before thee and i will destroy all the people whom thou shalt come and i will make all thy enemy turn their back unto thee praise the lord god will fight for us if we repent if we turn back to god god will fight for us but the problem is when people refuse to repent this is the danger that the nations are falling under they are refusing to repent so they live in god with no choice to destroy them this is the problem if people refuse to repent god will have no choice but to destroy them also brothers and sisters repenting is, is a gift from god for us to hallelujah to take that gift hallelujah thank you jesus hallelujah praise the lord leviticus 6 44 for all that when they are in the land of their enemy i will not cast them away neither where i heard them to destroy them early to break my covenant with them for i am the lord thy god god will protect us as long as we keep his commandment and the moment we refuse and the moment we turn away and break his commandment oh man god have mercy number 32 15 for if ye turn away from from after him he will yet again leave them in the wilderness and ye shall destroy all the people god can give us a way of escaping our enemy as long as we are in obedience but when we get into disobedience brothers and sisters we leave an open door to our enemy number 3352 then you should drive out all the unheaven in another land for you and destroy all the all their idols and destroy all their molten image hallelujah and quite plug them all from the, all the high places god said to, to his people so they have the order from god this is what i want you to do if you remove their if you remove the idols from among you if you destroy them hallelujah god says he will be with us he will be our god and he will fight for us but look when people refuse to do that when people refuse to hallelujah and people say well i can go to i'm a, as a christian i can go to the mormon church i can go to the catholic church and sit there and listen to the service and that will not contaminate me that is a lie from the pit of hell it will contaminate you you will open yourself to be the monster to be attacked by demons in those places brothers and sisters you cannot sit there for hours and listen to false teaching and think that you're not going to be affected yes you will be affected god told them to destroy their enemy guts their enemy idol not to listen to their belief god told them 
Don't listen to their teaching. Don't listen to their belief. Don't listen to them about their God. But a lot of Christians think that it's okay to listen, to sit down in, uh, in, in the Mormon church, in the Catholic church, and all these other churches with false teaching, and, and, and listen to their false teaching that is not going to contaminate them. That is a lie. It will contaminate you. You and I need to stay away from the false teaching. That's why God is telling us it is false teaching. It is to false God. Brothers and sisters, that's what it is. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. How much of them is contaminated? Let me tell you how much it is. Deuteronomy 2.34. And we took all the city at that time and utterly destroyed the men, the women, and the little ones of every city. We left none to remain. Oh, this sounds harsh. This sounds like the most horrible thing God told the people to do. You need to understand how much contamination, how much the devil will contaminate people Brothers and sisters, so deep into their life with his, their, with his false teaching, hallelujah, that they will contaminate you so much that they will turn you away to serve other gods. They, didn't they not confuse Solomon so much, a man with such a great wisdom, to worship other gods? Solomon worshiped other gods, brothers and sisters, because he listened to the teaching of that other woman, listened to the teaching about her God, and got to the point where he ended up worshiping them. And a lot of the Jewish people did this also. And God is warning you and I, you, me and I, don't listen to the teaching. Don't receive it. Don't sit there for hours because you're going to end up worshiping the God. You're going to end up like Solomon, worshiping the God. We need to be very careful, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Because the Lord, it will turn God very angry if we sit there and contaminate ourselves. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Listen to this now, Deuteronomy 28:45. Moreover, all these curses shall come upon thee, and shall pursue thee and overtake thee, till thou be destroyed, because thou hearken not unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to keep his commandment, his statute which he commanded thee. So God is saying, look, I already told you what I want you to do. If you refuse to keep my commandment, this is what I'm going to do to you. Brothers and sisters, when God gets angry, God have mercy. When God gets angry, Brother Larry says, Father, Father, come down. You're going to have a heart attack. And Father says, my son, my son, I'm God. I don't get a heart attack. Praise the Lord. When God was talking to him so angry, I'm going to do it. You know what I'm going to do to these people, God was saying? They're going to wish they were never been born. Praise. And I heard Father. Oh, when he gets angry. I heard him a few times. Oh, my God. When he gets angry. When Father gets angry. Especially when people refuse to listen. When we refuse to listen, he gets so angry. Hallelujah. And this, that's one of his words. They're going to wish they were never been born. Praise you, Lord. God have mercy. And this, this is where we are practically right now, the nation. This nation, this nation where we are, the United States, is in great danger of a God. They're, they, they, they're not going to know what hit them. Tell you right now, God is so angry, they're not going to know what hit them. By the time they realize what hit them, they're going to say, oh, God, what have we done? Because it's, it's, it's the way we live, it's the way we act, it's the way we break his commandment that get him angry. It's the way we break his commandment that makes God so angry. And he warned the Jewish people, you do this, this is what I'm going to do to you. You're going to be a curse whenever you go. The land is going to be cursed because of you. 
Why is the line of the United States, of the Eastern part of the United States, become so cursed? Because they, most of the people are breaking God's commandment. So the land has become cursed. So it become cursed now. It has to be destroyed. In order for people to understand and realize that God is serious. God is serious. God is very serious. Very, very serious. And his warnings are going out before the judgment come. Before the judgment come, hallelujah, they're going out. Praise you, Lord. I, I complain sometimes about being tired, not being able to, hallelujah, go out and preach much more. But he, he's given me the strength to do it. Giving me the strength. He wants his word out. He wants his message out. Not the message out. I'm not afraid to speak the message. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Deuteronomy 28, 48. Therefore shall thou serve thy enemy, whom the Lord shall send against thee. And hunger, hallelujah. What enemy is God sending against the U.S.? Believe it or not, Russia and China, hallelujah, are not so much friends of the United States. And if they can bomb this nation, they're going to bomb them. We've seen, I've seen a revelation where missile for North Korea hit this land. They hit this land. God showed me North Korea has missiles that the United States, the CIA, and the FBI are not aware they have these missiles. They have worked on these missiles 24 hours, 365 days a year for over 30 years. Have taken them with the, with the best mind. The best mind in the world have everything has been developing this missile. They're so far ahead that this country don't know about this missile. But when they press that red button, I'm sorry, that, that green button, it's going to go out and it's going to do so much distraction here that I saw people in the relation of the Lord. How come we were not aware that, that North Korea had this technology? Well, and look at Trump and the people threatening North Korea. They not even know what they're getting into. People are so prideful in this nation that they don't even know what they're getting themselves to. They don't even know if China is with this nation or with them. It most likely with them. Russia most likely with them. And they're still pressuring North Korea. Oh, God. People in South Korea, I will warn you, pray and fast. Fast and pray. Seek the Lord. Seek the Lord for your life because God has said he's going to take some of his sin early. That means, hallelujah, the missiles are going to fly from north to south like there's no tomorrow. So people in South Korea need to pray, need to fast, need to see God. Don't think that your protector is the United States. Your protector is not the United States. Your protector is Jehovah God Almighty. That's your protector. Hallelujah. Your protector is Jehovah God, Yahweh, Yahweh, Elohim, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. South Korea is your protector. Don't think your protector is the United States. That's a mistake. Trust in the Lord, your God, with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. There are ways that seem right to men, but it will lead to that. Don't trust in man. Hallelujah. It is better to trust in the Lord than to trust in men. It's in your Bible. Be careful, brothers and sisters from South Korea. Be careful. Hallelujah. Your protector is not the United States. Your protector is God Almighty. Hallelujah. He will protect you. He will deliver you. And if you die, you'll go home with him. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Praise you, God. The nations, hallelujah, need to put their trust in the Lord because he will deliver us, hallelujah, from our strong enemy. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. When a nation is contaminated, 
Everything in the nation, including the animals, get contaminated. Look at in Joshua 6.21. They utterly destroyed all that that was in the city, both men and women, young and old, and ox and sheep and ass, with the edge of the sword. Everything becomes contaminated. How much of the northeast of the United States is contaminated right now? Everything is contaminated. The food, the land, the people, the animals, everything. Hallelujah. That are under the disobedient, sinful, unrepentant, sinful men and women. Children, they all. In this tsunami yesterday, in this large tsunami that happened yesterday, all the children and men and all, they all got killed by the tsunami. None of them escaped, the beast, the animal. They all got killed in the eastern part of the United States. None of them escaped. There's, there's a lot of hallelujah, farming in, in, in Virginia and Georgia that I've seen as I drive through. All that's going to be destroyed. All that is contaminated. Food has become demonically uh, contaminated. Hallelujah. All this lab contamination that they put on food. Hallelujah. They put an animal. They put on chicken. They put on everything that people eat. All that God is going to destroy. If you want to raise chicken, your own chicken, and eat it later after that, you could. But now God's going to destroy all that. All that food supply is going to be gone. Be under the sea. Sharks and, and, and fish are going to eat it. They're going to eat all that stuff. Brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. All the humans are going to be eaten by sharks and all of that too. They're not going to escape. All their bodies will be eaten by sharks fish and all that. That's what God showed me yesterday morning. Nothing will escape. The whole land is going to be cleansed from this, all this evil because everything is contaminated. God is angry. God is angry. You don't want to fall into the hand of an angry God. Uh-uh. You do not. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. When we get into disobedience, Hallelujah. When we get into this obedience, we can begin to lose the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Joshua 7, 7. And Joshua said, O last, O last, O Lord God, why hast thou at all brought this people over the Jordan? In other words, God, you save us, you deliver us, you brought us here to deliver us into the hand of the Amorite, to destroy us. Hallelujah. Would to God we have been content and dwell on the other side of the Jordan. So Joshua is praying. Joshua is calling unto God and saying, oh, God, why have all this happened to us? Hallelujah. Why have all this happened to us, oh, God? Joshua is crying before God. It's a righteous prayer he's doing before God. But why, why did the evil enter the people? Because of disobedience. One man disobedient contaminated the, the rest of the people. We have to, you have to be careful with the teaching of one man, one woman. Hallelujah, because it can bring you into disobedience. And there are people right now teaching the Word of God that are leading people into disobedience. They are, especially those that are teaching against the rapture. How do you think the Lord feels when a, a, a pastor, a teacher goes on the pulpit or on television, CNN, CBN, or whatever, and teaches the nation against the rapture? Oh, my God. That does make the, 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 the Lord angry. Hallelujah. Did that make the Lord ready to vomit them, brothers and sisters, out of his mouth? Because that, that, that is a transgression that people are going to have to answer the Lord. Jesus, I tell you this, the Lord Jesus, hallelujah, is angry at some people also. Praise the Lord. 
Father God usually gets angry, and the Lord says, Father, have mercy. But the Lord Jesus is angry. How can they do this to his gospel, his holy gospel? How dare they? If they want to play with sin, if they want to play with anything else, go ahead and play. But don't play with the word of God, because that's what they're doing. One of the highest sins in the Bible, an abomination is what they call that they're doing before God. One of the highest sins in the Bible for which God will destroy the people. And how to destroy the people in the Old Testament. How, how do they think they're going to escape his judgment, his hand, his mighty hand? When he closes the door, no one can open. When he opens the door, no one can close. He's going to be closing a lot of doors very soon. A lot of doors, brothers and sisters. Will be close to a lot of people. For many years, he had closed many doors to their life. He had closed the door of heaven to them, and they're the only place they can go to hell. There are many in hell that the door of heaven will not open to them, brothers and sisters. When he shuts the door, no one can open. No one who will escape his judgment. That's where we are today. A lot of people don't realize how much in danger their own life are. Their life is highly in danger. They don't even realize. Hallelujah. They're walking in, in broken glasses right now. God have mercy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Then Joshua continued to pray in Joshua 9.24, and they answered, and Joshua said, because they were certainly told that thy servant, how the Lord that God commanded his servant Moses to give you all the land, to destroy all the inhabitants of the land from before you. Therefore, we are so afraid for our life because of you and have done this thing. Oh, God, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Joshua 10, 28. And, they, and that day, Joshua took Mashkedas and smote with a sword, about the edge of the sword, and the king there and utterly destroyed them all with a sword who were therein. He let none remain, and he did to the king of Mashkedas, and he did unto the king of Jericho. The king thought that maybe pleading to Joshua, or they, they thought they were going to get away. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. And, and Joshua have order from God. The thing is that people don't understand how it works. When God gives the order, hallelujah, everyone in heaven is obedient to God. I tell you right now, it's like in the times of King David, when he saw the angel of the Lord going through the army of Israel and killing them, he began to cry before God. And God has to order the angel to stop. He was slaughtering them. And that's what a lot of people don't understand about God. You, you are, they are messing with a living God. Okay? They are provoking a living God. And when he gives his angel the order, oh, God, have mercy. When he gives his mighty angel his order, brothers and sisters, hallelujah, the angel are going to go. Mercy is of God. The angel just obey orders. When he gives the angel order, go and destroy it. That part of the land. They're going to come down and they're going to be destroying it until God says stop. They're not going to stop until Father tells them to stop. They got orders. They're going to have orders from God. And that's what people don't understand. They don't understand how it works. Read your Bible. Go back to the times of David when he saw the angel of the Lord destroying the army of God. And he cried out because of his sin when he come to the people that God told him not to do. Satan tempted him to do it. And when that angel received the order from God, he went down and he began to kill him. He only stopped when God told him to stop. But by the time God told him to stop, thousands had died. He slaughtered thousands and more. 
Brothers and sisters, this is, this is the way it is. They obey orders. You, our, we deal with our God. But one God gives the order, oh, man. Oh, man. And begins, there's no going back. There's just no going back. And that people think that God, you know, read your Bible. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and forever. He had not changed. He, you think that because he died on the cross, he's not going to destroy the nation? What has he been saying in his Bible, in his words? What have you been saying? What have you been teaching? He's going to do it. I remember when I saw that 500 foot coming into New Jersey of water later on. Jesus was in the top of the cloud, on top of the wave. And Jesus said to me, he said, well, they escaped death. He was very angry. I saw his face, very, very angry face. They're not going to escape that, he says to me. And I got to tell you this. Father God gets out that order. He, Jesus is saying, Father, have mercy. Father, have mercy. But when Father says, all right, my son, go ahead and finish this. He's going to come down and bring that judgment. And the rest of history, the body's going to be eaten by the shark. I'm telling you this. One of these days, that's going to be a rude awakening to the people. Rude awakening to a few that will be alive. And say, what have we done? They're going to put their hand on their head. And said, oh, God, what have we done? We did not notice how much evil we have done. Oh, God, they're falling into the hand of a living God. He's not playing around. He's very serious. This is life and death. This is not a joke. Like some people think, hallelujah. God have mercy. God have mercy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. This is the time God is calling the nation to repentance. This is the time God says it's better for us to humble ourselves. Hallelujah. He's calling us to humble ourselves. He's been calling us already for years for us to humble ourselves. If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and repent and pray, I will hear them from heaven and forgive the land. Hallelujah. Heal their land. But the problem is he's been calling and calling, and people have been hallelujah, not listening Hallelujah. And that makes it worse. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God have mercy. Hallelujah. God have mercy. Have mercy. There's no peace for the wicked. Hallelujah. Psalm 101.8. I will earthly destroy all the wicked of the land, that I may cut off all the wicked doers from the city of the Lord. That's what God is saying. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. But it's the way it's, it, they're going to listen. They're going to listen when they see all this judgment come, when they see all the destruction. It's when many are going to open up their eyes and say, what LB was saying was from God, and we disregarded the message. It's what they're going to say. What God has been saying to these many prophets was from God, and we disregarded the word. It's what they're going to say. Hallelujah. Psalm 118.10, All the nation can pass me about, but in the name of the Lord I will destroy them. Hallelujah. That is Yeshua and his anger. In the name of Jehovah, he's going to destroy them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalm 143.2, and thy mercy cut off my enemy and destroy all them that afflict my soul, for I am thy servant. This is David here. Hallelujah. 
Listen to this. Psalm 145, 145.20. The Lord preserves them that love him. God's been speaking through his prophet that he's going to prefer, pre- preserve or keep all them that love him. But listen now. But all the wicked will he destroy. God's going to destroy all the wicked. None will remain of the land of the U.S. Some of the states think that because God is destroying the eastern part of the United States that they're going to escape. They are wrong. God will destroy the eastern part of the United States. And that will give the nations and the rest of the people of the United States fear of God to repent and seek God. If they hearken their heart, hallelujah, to the Lord, he will forgive them. But if they hearken their heart not to listen or receive a warning, if they harden their heart not to repent, he will destroy the rest. Hallelujah. He's being merciful to those that are in the mountain, hallelujah, in the eastern part of the United States. I'm sorry, in, in, the, in the western part, although California will be destroyed in Chicago, not much will be left, but at least he'll leave out the state, hallelujah, on their feet. For people that begin to seek God and cry out to God, hallelujah, and come closer to God, and know that if God already destroyed the eastern part, California, and, and, and Chicago, now is the time to seriously seek God and get ready to be raptured. I remember the Lord told me up back in Massachusetts when I saw the destruction that came. I saw people getting on their knees, those that remain alive, crying out to God, knowing that it was a sin. And they knew it was God. The Lord had told me, they will know it's God that done this. They will know it's God. Because it will, it will be done specifically. It will be done when none of those that, that, that the water will run to will escape. None will escape. It will be done suddenly also. Suddenly. Brothers and sisters, we're, get, we're giving out the warning now. But once God's hand comes on, come on, on the land to destroy the land, that's it. There's no going back. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Isaiah 25, 7, and he will destroy in the mountain the face of the covering cast over all the people, and all the veil that is spread over all the nation. The veil that are spread, that are spread over all the nation. What is the, the, the veil? Hallelujah. The veil is evil. See, the same evil happening in the U.S. and in the rest of the nations. The same evil, same evil happening like a veil. That veil, God says, is going to destroy. Destroy that veil. Not going to remain before the Lord. And put an end to it. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. Isaiah 34, 2. For in the end of the nation, the Lord is upon all the nation. For the end of the nation of the Lord, I'm sorry, is upon all the nation. His fury is upon their armies. He had utterly destroyed them. He had delivered them to the slaughter. Hallelujah. He will deliver the nation's army to the slaughter. That's Revelation 19, when the Lord Jesus returned at the end of the seven-year tribulation. He's going to slaughter them, call the birth on the air to eat them, to eat the flesh of cats and small and graves. Hallelujah. They have no escape. They have no escape. Hallelujah. They have no escape. 
Isaiah 65, 8, that say the Lord, and the new wine is found in the cluster of one said, destroy it is not, for a blessing it is in. So will I do for my servant's sake, that I may not destroy them all. God will preserve his servant. He will preserve those that are listening. Hallelujah. But the rest, gone. Those that are repenting, those that are seeking him, he will preserve. He will provide. He will give us what we need. But the rest that are refusing, that is the end of that. Hallelujah. That will be the end of that. Thank you, Lord. Isaiah 65. I know, Isaiah, praise the Lord, 65, 25. The wolf and the lamb and the sheep shall feed together. That's in the millennium. The lion shall he draw. Uh, well, he straw like the boar, and the dust shall be the serpent me. They shall not hurt nor destroy in my holy mountain, saith the Lord. That's it. Hallelujah. When that millennium begins, that's it. God make, God is giving us a promise as they're going into the millennium. Because the enemy will be losing for a short season after he's bound for a thousand years. And then he's going to gather them to go to the holy city. In that holy mountain, God says, there will be no more distraction there. Uh, 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 uh. They're going to compound the city. They're going to come around the whole state of Israel. But that's how far they're going to go into. God's not going to let them come into the mountain. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together. The lion shall be strong like a bullock. The dog shall be the serpent meat. So they shall not hurt nor destroy. And know my holy mountain, say the Lord. That is a promise that we in the millennium will be looking for. When we see the enemy being loosened from his prison for after a thousand years, and we and we see him going to the four corners of the earth, gathering his own army to come against Jerusalem, we're going to be witnesses looking. We say, well, God said, God said, God said that you're not hurt, not destroyed in my holy mountain. We're going to be there standing with the Lord in that mountain. Eh, it's going to be so beautiful. And fire comes down from heaven and consume them. That is gate. God enemy are not going to escape at all. We God's got promise to us. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Jeremiah 22, 20. Go up and leave and cry. Lift up thy voice and Bashan and cry for never ring. For all thy lovers are destroyed. Hallelujah. Put your trust on men. Hallelujah. They're going to be destroyed. They're going to be destroyed. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. Even God will raise army. God will raise army against a nation. Did God did not do that to Nebuchadnezzar? Well, look at it. Jeremiah 25, 9. Behold, I will send and take all the family of the north, saith the Lord, and Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, my servant, I will bring them against this land and against the inhabitants thereof and against all the nations round about, and I will early destroy them and make them an astonishment and a hasty and perpetual desolation. Huh. Now of them will remain. God's going to do this also. As people refuse to serve God, as nations trust in their army more and reject God's word, hallelujah, refuse to repent, God will raise nation against them, brothers and sisters. That's what this nation is heading right now, the United States. They think they're going to keep destroying another nation with their army? Oh, they're wrong. God is already rising against them. He's already getting other nations ready. Other nations are getting ready. Hallelujah. God of mercy. God of mercy. This is a wonderful land raised by God. Hallelujah. God raised his arm. There's land and God protected his land. But God has said enough 
is enough. They're not going to keep breaking my commandment and getting away with it. Jeremiah 50, 21, go up against the land of Marathon, even against and against the unheaven in our pocket, waste it and utterly destroy after them, saith the Lord, and do according to all that I have commanded thee. When Father gave his command, the rest will be history. The rest will be history. Jeremiah 51, 25, behold, I am against thee, hallelujah, and, de- and destroying mountains, saith the Lord, who destroy all the earth, and I will stretch out my hand, hallelujah, my hand upon thee, and roll thee down from the rock, and I will make thee a burnt mountain. Oh, God have mercy. Hallelujah. The fire of God is going to consume them. This is why, hallelujah, it will be hard for them to fall into the hand of a living God. Hallelujah. It is a hard thing. It is a thing, hallelujah, I'm told. Sodom and Gomorrah don't, don't have witnesses to tell. Hallelujah. Only the prophet, God's servant, can say what happened in Sodom and Gomorrah. But not a number of the people escaped. They all got destroyed. They all got consumed by the fire. Brothers and sisters, God will not be mocked. He, he's calling people to repentance. We better repent. We better. Hallelujah. We better. We are better off repenting. Ezekiel 9, 8, And it came to pass while they were slaying, slaying them. And I was left. Then I fell upon my face and cried and said, O oh Lord God, Will thou destroy all the rest of of Israel, and thy pouring out of thy fury upon Jerusalem? God was so angry that the prophet himself feared for his own life. Brothers and sisters, God was so angry of the sin of Israel, brothers and sisters, that the prophet feared for their own life. Hallelujah. Ezekiel didn't know whether he was going to survive the destruction. Again, Ezekiel 9, 8, and, I, and it came to pass, while they were slaying them, I was left, Ezekiel said, I was left. And I fell upon my face and cried and said, Oh, Lord God, will thou destroy all the residue of Israel and thy pouring out of thy fury upon Jerusalem? When he saw the destruction, he said, Oh, my God, everything is being destroyed and I'm the only thing left. Will God destroy everything? No, God was not going to destroy everything, but see, the word of the Lord has had to come to pass. Heaven and earth will pass away by night's word. When he says he's going to bring judgment, he's going to bring it, especially when he keeps repeating it through his prophet. He keeps whining, telling us, no, no, go whine them. Go whine them. Praise your Lord. He don't, he don't want me to stop a week without whining. He wants me to whine, whine, whine until he tells me enough. Can there come a day when the Lord said, all right, enough, my son. That's it. Don't tell him anymore. You have told him enough. And the day is getting close for us. When he will not let me come on the radio anymore to warn. He showed me a time, I remember, when I will not be coming on the radio to warn anybody. Hallelujah. And I believe after, after this mighty tsunami that is coming, that all the phones, telephones, cell phone towers, power and all the stuff are going to be out. That's it. That's, that's going to be it. I will have no more communication to warn anybody. So these warnings will be recorded. People, that's why I tell people, download these warnings to your computer. Because you know what? You already heard them. But remember, your neighbor will be asking you. You know, they're going to be asking you, hey, uh, man, how come we didn't know about this stuff and all that? They're going to tell you, we never heard about anything like this. We saw all the destruction. What happened? How come all this stuff happened? And you're going to say, come, come to my house. 
let me turn on my computer. If you got solar panel, battery backup system, whatever, let me turn on, or let me turn my recorder, battery operator recorder. Let me play this for you. Listen, listen to what this brother was saying before it happens, and they're gonna start crying out and say, "Oh God, we have done all this evil. It's our fault. It's our fault. It's our fault. We have been the one that have done evil before God." And they're gonna begin to repent. They're gonna see and know that it was the Lord. The Lord told me they will know it was God. They will know. A seeker cry out for his own life. He fear for his own life, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. I feel the same like Ezekiel. I fear for my own life. Hallelujah. Because all this stuff is coming. Ezekiel 38. And they shall know that I am the Lord when I have set fire on Egypt and when all her helpers shall be destroyed. Same word Jesus gave me. They will know it was I that did all this. They will know it was God that did all this. That, that's the point of the matter now. Hallelujah. Giving them an opportunity to repent to God. Ezekiel 32, 12. By the sword, hallelujah, by the mighty, what I caused the multitude to fall, the terrible of the nation, and all of them, they shall despoil the pomp of Egypt, and all the multitude thereof shall be destroyed. Why God was utterly wanting to destroy these people? Because of the wicked sin. Because of their idol worshiping. You got idol all over the U.S. all over the nations now. Idol worshiping, teenager worshiping other idols. I destroyed years ago. Why are they worshiping in New York, Chicago, California, and all these different states, brothers and sisters? Why are they this? Why are they worshiping idols that God destroyed many years ago? Why are they worshiping other gods that God destroyed them many years ago? Because as people fall back into sin and breaking God's commandment, they become so blind that they go back to do the same thing that God told them not to do in the beginning. Hallelujah. Well, the beast escaped, the cattle and all that. Ezekiel 30, 32, 13. I will destroy all the beasts thereof from the beside the great waters. Neither shall all the food of men trample them anymore, nor the, nor the hopes of the beasts trample them. That's it. All that contaminated meat, hallelujah, all that volume, hormone they have to put in cow. You're not going to worry about, about all that that is making people sick. They, they're they're injecting hormones in cows, brothers and sisters, animals today. And that's what, hallelujah, putting that overweight in that, brothers and sisters. Hormone is a really bad thing, brothers and sisters, for us. Hallelujah. But God knows about this. God says he will destroy them, brothers and sisters. Daniel 2.44, in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. This is the good thing. Now, why did God say that the kingdom of Jesus Christ will never be destroyed? Because there are men planning today to destroy the kingdom of Jesus Christ. What kingdom will be established in Jerusalem? They, they, a lot of people don't want the construction of the, of the third temple, which will be constru constructed. Once the, ter the third temple in the Great Tribulation is, is, is constructed, is made up, or is put together, they want to come in and take control of it. Like they're not going to allow the Messiah to come there. Oh, they, they got a lot of evil plans. So God says, in the day of these things shall God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall, shall not be left to other people. <laughs> God knows that other people want to get hold of the kingdom already. He knows beforehand. Got a lot of people with a lot of opinion today. But it shall be break in pieces and, and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall 
Hallelujah. And it shall stand forever. He's going to consume every other kingdom right now. They are trying to establish their own kingdom in Jerusalem. Right, and sister. Oh, God knows the thought of men before they even come to mind. He knows what men will be thinking in the last days. Okay. The only kingdom that is going to proceed, that is going to, that's going to stand forever, is the kingdom of Jesus Christ. It's not. Every other kingdom will be smashed to pieces. The Bible says, it's not, it should, but it should break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms. Hallelujah. God is a merciful God. He's a wonderful God. But when they provoke him to anger, he will consume them with his fire. Brothers and sisters, it will not escape his fire. Look at this, Daniel 7, 14. And it was given him in dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people and nation and language should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, talking about Jesus, which should not pass away in his kingdom, which shall never be destroyed. Why do God keep telling us that the kingdom of Jesus Christ will never be destroyed? Because you got men and women planning to destroy his kingdom. You got, you got even people, you won't believe what, the thing you hear. People are the nation planning today that the only kingdom they're going to establish is their own kingdom, not the kingdom. Hallelujah. They're not waiting for the kingdom of Jesus. The UN and all these people have all these evil plans. And they're putting, you know, this is the thing. If they will not believe what they're doing or what they're planning, that it's going to work for them, they will just say and do nothing about it. But look at this. They're putting billions and trillions of dollars behind their plan brothers and sisters. The new world order are putting together their plan and it costing them billions and trillions of U.S. dollars bringing their plan, their plan to pass according to them. God says he's going to break their plan into pieces. He's going to break and what they're doing is they're putting all these kingdoms together, participating in all these plans. The United States, Germany, France, China, Japan, Russia and all these nations all together are spending billions and trillions of dollars for the new world order together with the Antichrist led by Obama to put the new world order. They already got the computer system, the banking system. I mean, they have so much. Part, I believe that this system here is, 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 is being shaken. The economy is being shaken because of billions and trillions are being moved, brothers and sisters, to the new world order system. And there are a lot of banks that are not there yet. They're going to come together later on. So all the trillions are there across water, international water. And they're putting all this plan together where they're going to establish themselves according to the new order plan. But God says he's going to smash the dominion, the kingdom to pieces. That's where they're going. They're not going nowhere. They're going to be smashed. They're going to be consumed. That's why God said, don't trust in your government. Do not trust in them because God's going to, start, this God's going to destroy them to pieces. They're not going to escape. The only kingdom that will be left standing will be the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Here it is, Zechariah 2 and 9. And it shall come to pass in the day that I will seek to destroy all the nations that come against Jerusalem. Why is it that all the nations at the end of time are going to come against Jerusalem? Because only the Jewish people are going to disagree 
with a new world order because the people of God know, the Jewish people know, that they can only trust in the Lord, their God. And to the nations, they made, this made no sense. Hallelujah. And they want to get a hold of Jerusalem. So because they want to get a hold of Jerusalem, they're going to come against Jerusalem. But God already said, Zechariah 2 and 9, and it shall come to pass in the day that I will seek, hallelujah, I will seek to destroy all the nations, all the nations. How many nations are coming against Jerusalem? All. All the nations, including Canada, Mexico, all the nations together are going to come against Jerusalem. And God says, I'm going to seek. I'm going to seek, you know, like seeking him that seeks shall find. God is seeking to destroy them. They're not going to escape. They're not going to escape. Brothers and sisters, hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. This is the time, brothers and sisters, that God is calling us to repentance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is the time where we need to humble ourselves and call on the name of the Lord. The Bible says that him that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Call upon the name of Jesus. Don't, don't, don't trust in your money. Don't trust in your government. Don't trust in your own understanding, but trust the Lord. This is the time for us to humble ourselves and come to Jesus. And know that the only protection we have is the ark of God, Jesus Christ. We need to get into the ark and stay in the ark. Maybe a lot of us keep coming in and out, and that's a great dangerous. We need to stay in the ark. We need to understand the opportunity God has given us is to repent. There's nothing else, brothers and sisters. We need, hallelujah, to repent. We need to get back into repenting. The hand of God, hallelujah, the hand of God is coming upon this nation and upon the world. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord Jesus Christ, may his, may his face shine upon thee. May the Lord Jesus Give you his shalom. Shalom, shalom, brothers and sisters. And stay tuned for more warning. I have been speaking to the Lord all day today for the message that he gave me to give to you all. It is a sad and heartbreaking message. Please pray for me as I give forth this message because this is the saddest one I've ever received from my father. Today is August the 3rd, 2016. The message is called, Pray, My Children, Pray. Today, while I was in prayer, I heard Abba crying for his children who have backslidden and will not come back to him. And I was crying and asking him about the things that are happening all around us and crying for my stubborn loved ones. And I saw Father God crying, and he told me, my child, I wanted to bring all my children to where I am. But I will not, it will not be, I will not be bringing them, for they have left me. I have not forsaken them, but they have forsaken me. They have left their faith, trust, and hope they once had in me. 
and it saddens my heart, my beloved, that this will not be. I have made many, many mansions in my father's house for my children to come and rest with me for all eternity. But as you can see, my beloved, this will not be because they will not repent of their sins or their lives that they live. Oh, my beloved, blessed are they who are making themselves ready to come home with me. Blessed are they who washed their robes in blood, my blood, and was set free. Oh, my. Oh, my beloved, it saddens me. And I cried, and I cried, and I cried, and I cried, and I said, I am so sorry, my father, that your creation has turned against me. I cried, brothers and sisters, so much. Because our father is crying and he is getting ready at any moment to come and take us home with him. But there were many, many that were serving him last year, two years ago, three, four, five, six years ago, that are not serving him today, <laughs> not serving him no longer. They are not going to go home because they went back to their sin and shame. Father God put Jesus, His Son, upon the cross for our sins. His blood was shed for us to, to wash us and make us clean and holy, to be taken home with Him. All I would say to the Lord Jesus, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry that this is happening. But you have many, Father God, that have remained faithful to you, and they have not denied your name. That walk in your spirit and in your truth. And he goes, yes, that is so, but I wanted to take all my children home. Sorry, brothers and sisters, this is, this is so hard, this message I received from Papa Father. This was a very sad and hard message to receive from Abba. In my heart and in my spirit, very sad message. Given to me today to give to all of you.
love Yeshua, your eternal Father. Brothers and sisters, by your grace, by your grace. I don't know how many of you have ever seen our Lord and Savior, Father and God crying or heard Him crying in the Spirit. But it is so sad. Very, very sad. He loves us so much. He loves each and every one of us so much. How could any of us hurt him? How could any of us backslide? <laughs> leave, leave what he did for us. Leave him. He is the lover of our soul and the keeper of our hearts, people. We can't let him go through this pain. He went through so much pain already for us. We cannot allow him to have much pain. We cannot allow him to go through no more pain. We can't, brothers and sisters, body of Christ, body of Christ. Shalom, be blessed, and we are out of here. See you in the air. I love you all. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. There you go. God is very sad, brothers and sisters, because, hallelujah, of the events that are about to come to the earth. And um, thank you, Jesus. His children are now repenting as he had asked them to, through his prophet, to get their life ready with him. The Bible says very clear in Revelation 19 that his bride had made herself ready. It's up to us to repent. God has given us the gift of repenting, and it's up to us, hallelujah, to repent, to be in repentance now, now, hallelujah, to be taken for granted God's prophet, God's messages, because the time of warning is ending. Now is the time of judgment. It's what I saw. It's what I'm going to tell tonight, brothers and sisters. But before I do, I'm going to go into the Word of God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. God is good. In the book of Zechariah 14.5, 14, 5, uh, 14, says, And you shall flee unto the valleys of the mountains, for the valleys of the mountains to reach unto Asel, yea, you shall flee like as ye fled from the earthquake in the days of Uziah, king of Judah. The Lord my God shall come and all the saints with him. This sounds to me like the end of the tribulation. But he is also coming for his bride, though. That, that, is, that is a true fact. That Jesus is coming for his bride. That he promised her he will come for her. Amen? Thank you, Lord. And then we got Matthew 24-7. For nations shall rise against nations. Hallelujah. And realm against realm. Hallelujah. Kingdom against kingdom. There should be famine and pestilence and the earthquakes and thy vapor. Diverse places. Now, realms against realms. This is the, the hallelujah, um, the Geneva translation, what I meant to say. Praise the Lord. Realms, realms, hallelujah. The King James of Nations. Amen. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. 
Mark 13, 8 says, for nation, so this is, this is, I just shared what Matthew saw. Now look what Mark heard. Uh, for nation should rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there should be earthquakes in diverse quarters. But then he says also this, and there should be famine and trouble. These are the beginning of sorrow. This is why we need to, brothers and sisters, read what all four apostles talks about and what they heard Jesus said, teaching, because they all have something different to say from each other. Amen? And I'm going to read what Luke's out to say in regards to this, but you see what Mark just, just added to this revelation. He says, these are the beginning of sorrow. The beginning of sorrow, uh, praise the Lord. It's not sorrow, it's not the great revelation yet, is what he's saying. It is only the beginning, praise the Lord, of that sorrow. We're not in it yet, but it's about to begin. The tribulation is about to begin. I want to share some, somewhat about the tribulation tonight, because I had someone ask me to talk about the tribulation, because it's been a great help, and not many people would like to stay in the tribulation. There are people repenting, repenting, because the Lord has quickened them to repent, because they can feel in their spirit how close the tribulation is. It's very close. That's why the warning tonight, brothers and sisters, is a very serious warning, because judgment, hallelujah, has already commenced, and that's what I'm going to talk about tonight. Thank you, Lord. 21.11, and great earthquakes, great earthquakes, Severe and diverse places, and hungers and pestilence, and fearful things, and great signs that should be, there should be from heaven. Amen. Uh, from heaven. Uh, there are two ways to take this, or to see this, or believe this. From heaven and the heavenly above, or from heaven from God. I, what I saw, what God showed me, was from God. Thank you, Lord. And, and, and I knew it was God doing this. Praise you, Lord. And I'm going to tell you why. Thank you, Jesus. A little later. I just got to read the word. Because everything that God has to say is in his word. Everything we need to know is in his word. The word of God teaches our brothers and sisters. Amen. Uh, Jesus talks about a great earthquake referring to the time of, of the difficult time, the beginning of sorrow. But going into tribulation, everything is great. That's one of the signs that is shown in the book of Revelation about the great tribulation. Jesus was the one that said great tribulation. He uses the word great. And then he says, like it never been before and like it never has again, like it never been, will be again. It never happened before. It never happened again. But you may say, what about when after the thousand years, the Bible says Revelation 20, that Satan is going to be loose for a certain time. Isn't that going to be like a, like a great tribulation? No. Absolutely no. And I can explain to you why. Satan, it is just one individual, one fallen angel. But right now he got billions of them with him, working with him, so you can understand me better, doing evil with him, billions of them, brothers and sisters, doing evil with him. When he's bound that thousand years, he get out by himself, and then he go gather the nature people. So right now, he, he, in the tribulation, he loses all his demons. It's what the Bible teaches us. Praise the Lord. Of course, there will be people that will disagree, but we gotta stay in, we got to stay in the Word. 
So he's one individual. Amen. So uh, nation against nation. So Jesus said, great tribulation, like it never was before, like it never be again. That's what the tribulation is. Now, Revelation 6, 12. And behold, when he had opened the sixth seal, in law there was a great earthquake, and the sun was a block of suckler of hair, and the moon was like blood. Now, here you can see that the great tribulation, as Jesus said, it will come, talking about the seven-year tribulation. Now, in the tribulation, uh, Revelation 6, 12, which is in the, in the pure event of the tribulation, when, when all these demons are loose and they're doing evil, they're killing people, up and down, 30-foot demons are walking the earth, and the daylight people are running from them, trying to hide somewhere, but they can't. Brothers and sisters, the Bible says, And behold, there was open a sex seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake. The sun was a block, a suck of air, and the moon was like blood. In a different time, Jesus has taken me to the tribulation. I saw a lot of evil. I saw a lot of demons doing evil to people. But at one time, when I was wondering, when will all that evil begin in those seven years? Because I did not know, brothers and sisters. And unless I hear from the Lord, I'm not going to make conclusion. No, no. Unless, if it's in the Word, it's in the Word. But if you don't know, you wait on the Lord. So I was waiting on the Lord before I can share even more. Because I had hundreds of people, maybe more, asking me daily more for more information. The Father showed me a, a revelation of the tribulation, and I saw thousands and billions and millions of demons coming from the air right at the beginning of the tribulation. And people could see them, and people were coming out of the movies from a theater somewhere, and they were looking up to the cloud, and I could hear young people in the seventh and their teen years screaming and running from these demons. And I saw how the demon was coming into them, and it looks like as the demon got into the body, it caused them great pain that they didn't want the demon in them. It was something horrible, brothers and sisters. But this was God showing me the beginning of the tribulation. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. This, uh, hallelujah, yesterday morning, what the Lord showed me, the Lord took me to the, to the earth plate. I don't know how many of you are familiar with the earth plate, but I have a short audio that explains what the earth plates are. Amen. He took me and the spirit to the, to the bottom of the earth where the earth plates are meet each other. And when I got there, brothers and sisters, what I saw was that God was shifting the earth plates. But what the Lord was revealing to me, that every, every, every word that he has given me for his people in the prophet's word, too, that we have heard so many times here on the Lord's Tower, brothers and sisters, they all came to this moment the Lord was revealing to me to be fulfilled just, just at, this, at this moment where I was standing looking at the earth plates, hallelujah, and how they were shifting. We know that a lot of earthquakes have been happening in the Solomon Island, which is offshore, and now pe people cannot be heard there. But in these major cities, if the earth plate shift, as the scientists are watching them, they will be major, brothers and sisters, earthquakes, hallelujah, happening around the world. Let me play an audio. 
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Because I'm sure a lot of people don't know what airplates are, but I'm going to. Thank you, Lord. Uh, help my brothers and sisters understand more what they are. Thank you, Jesus. Before I continue, thank you, Lord. Because I'm going to share to you what I saw after that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise to God. Thank you, Lord. So let me share what the earth earth plates are. I, I'm sorry for the delay here. Okay. Here it's uh, the Titanic plates I'm talking about. Here a little bit about that. To understand more about plate tectonics and continental drift, we have to look deep inside the earth. The Earth's interior consists of several different layers. The inner core, which is believed to be solid iron and which is very hot. The outer core, which is believed to consist of rocky material so hot and under such great pressure that it is in a liquid state. The mantle, which is not as hot as the outer core and not as liquid. The mantle's outermost portion is solid. This is the solid outer portion of the mantle. Above this is the outermost layer of the earth, the crust. Together, the crust and solid outer portion of the mantle form the earth's outer shell. They are referred to as the lithosphere. It's not always easy to see the Earth's crust. It's covered by vegetation and the oceans. But if you could drain the Earth's oceans and strip away our planet's vegetation, the Earth might look something like this. Now we can see the Earth's hard outer shell. And if you look closely, you can also see the shell is cracked. The red glowing lines mark the places where the Earth's shell is cracked into tectonic plates. Each plate carries a continent, or an ocean basin, or sometimes both. The plates are moving at an average rate of one to two inches a year in a variety of directions, carrying continents and ocean basins with them. Here's why the plates are moving. Scientists believe material in the mantle is circulating much as it is doing here. The movement may be caused by heat within the mantle. You can get an idea of how heat can cause a circulating movement by watching rice as it boils. What you see happening within this beaker is similar to what's happening within the Earth's mantle. As mantle material moves, perhaps only inches a year, it causes the plates above it to move as well. In some places, plates are moving in opposite directions. They are moving apart. The area where two plates are moving apart is called a divergent boundary. In other places, plates are colliding. The area... Hey, YouTubers. Uh, Glenda here. I uh, wanted to share a word with you all that the Lord gave me on October 25th, 2016, called Tragedy Coming. Posted on the Wing site, wingsprophecy.com, uh, because I think it's really important. A tragedy is coming that is so immense, so widespread in its effect that all the world will mourn with America. 
This tragedy will bring about a financial crisis like nothing before it. The shock will cause all to take an inventory of their lives. Many lost will run to me then to know more of me, and you must be ready for this time. You must be ready to answer their inquiries about